Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. Such a treat to be with you all here today. And today... I have the immense pleasure of introducing you to Peter Barak. Peter, how are you, brother? I'm really, really well, brother. How are you? Oh, amazing and better for having you here. <laughs> um, so for those listening in, um, Peter's a plant-based chef, currently head chef at Santos Organic in Byron Bay, but he's also a speaker, a creator, and an inspirer. Spent the last 25 years on a journey to understanding health and well-being. Wow, that's some time, right? He's understanding health and well-being on a physical level, but also on the deeper realms of being a human being on this planet in this amazing time. Um, his intention is to help as many people as possible bridge over to a plant-based life and how that is a way to actually restore balance on the planet as well. And I'm so, so enthusiastic to, have, to be here to, sh- to share your wisdom, share your message, such a it's an absolute pleasure to be here, brother. And um, yeah, it, it's just, it's come at a beautiful time because I think when, when we sort of step back and have a look at what's happening on the planet these days, something has to change. And as you know, the change starts with us. So for me, plant-based lifestyle, plant-based nutrition is really one of the quickest and fastest ways for people to get traction and to create change in their own lives in their environment and for the planet as well. So yeah, I'm look, I'm super excited for the next hour or so, and, and what's <laughs> going to come because you know it, it's it's these kind of conversations that you have where you know when you're clear, when your body's clear, when your mind's clear, you just you start, but you don't really know where it's going to go, and that's what's exciting. Oh, totally. you know, the inspiration kicks yeah. in, and you end up going in places where you're like, wow, how did we get here? I mean, we'll go that way, but we're over here, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. So, just tuning into that. Um, so, you know, you, you mentioned that um, a plant-based diet is, is beneficial for the individual and it starts with the individual, but then it moves out towards, um, towards eventually making an impact on the planet. Um, and I think for some people that's, that's really clear. Um, but for other people, less so. Um, 
and, I, and, I'm, and I'm curious to sort of, sort of pick that apart for, for perhaps those that aren't, um, aren't already um, indoctrinated into this. <laughs> um, as to how, okay, so how does, how does my dietary choice, how does me eating um, plants all of a sudden benefit, like on, on a macro scale, the planet? Like what, what is me, what is, what is what I'm putting into my body on for the planet. Sure. So I guess as an individual, as a consumer, you have choice and with that choice comes power. Now, I was doing some research and when you look at the numbers of animals being slaughtered, being killed for human consumption, when I ask people how, how, what volume, what numbers do you think animals are being killed on the planet at the moment, people are like, I've got no idea. The the figures that I've come up with are somewhere between 40 and 60 billion animals are slaughtered every year for human consumption. Now, when you break that down, Amrit, and this is, this I guess is not the pretty side of what we're talking about, you know, but, but what I've come to realize is you need to have a look at both sides of what's happening. So when you break that down, that's 120,000 animals being killed every minute on the planet, minute after minute. So just from that perspective, if you just step back and say, well, how is this actually happening? What sort of resources are being used not only to you know, create the meat and slaughter and kill the animals, but also to produce that volume of livestock, produce that volume of animals that then become human consumption? It's just sheer numbers, that are just blow your mind, and then you look at it. Well, it's the third highest contributor to green, um, you know, the the climate change. So, when you look at it from that perspective, I look at it as someone saying, "Well, okay, well, I'm for the environment. I want change. I want to do something." How? But sometimes the macro level of certain things feels like I can't help. But a plant-based diet is something that people can look at immediately, make changes immediately, and start to create an impact. And when you think of the number of volume of people consuming meat, small numbers start to change will create large ripple effects across the planet. Because if I start to eat a plant-based diet, I start to influence, you know, it's all energy. I start to vibrate at a different level. I start to feel better. I start to look better. My eyes start to get clearer. People come up to you and they say to you, wow, you're looking well. Your eyes are really clear. What are you doing? Uh, You just say, well, you know, I I just make some choices and I live plant-based. How do you do that? What do you do? And it starts a whole conversation. And when I think the biggest, I guess, way to promote this is through yourself. If you're healthy, if you're happy, if you're vibrant, people just naturally are drawn to you and want to know what you're doing. And so from a macro point of view, it becomes a micro point of view. And by you changing small things in your life, your lifestyle, your habits, your choices, you start to ripple out the effect of those around you. And it's not just one person, it's that person, you, you bump into someone, your workplace, your social environment. You know, I remember when I, I stopped drinking alcohol about 18 years ago, I could not believe the fallout I had with my friends. But you know what happened over, over time? 
most of them don't drink anymore. Because sometimes people can't conceive of how you can actually get by without having meat, without having dairy, without having alcohol. It's like, what? <laughs> what am I going to do? What am I going to eat? You know, like, what are we going to do when we go out? Well, I'm just like, well, isn't that interesting? So, what's actually holding this whole thing together? Like with alcohol, I, someone asked me, what do you drink? Uh, I was like, I don't know. I actually... I stopped to think about it. I, I didn't actually know why I was drinking. <laughs> yes, it was social, but you know, from a, it was giving me nothing. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. except a hangover. Except a hangover. <laughs> except spending a lot of money, and then you know, as as you you know, with your podcasts and and the people that you interview, energy is amazing. And when energy starts to expand, I, I like to look at it like rather than being this sick. Uh, like running in a circle, I, I, I think of it as a vortex, you know, like an eagle soaring. And once you get in that thermal of energy and start riding up, the energy just starts taking you higher and higher. And as you get higher and higher with your energy and you feel better, things just naturally start to drop away. So you might go and say, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm going to stop eating red meat. Fantastic. So you start doing that, and over time, your cells start to change in the body. You start to change as a human being. Other people notice things, and all of a sudden, guess what? Then something else drops away, and something else drops away, and something else drops away without you saying, I have to do this, I have to do this. But you know, as your energy expands, certain things are no longer needed or wanted in that energy field. And that's how. It is really about making a start and starting with simple things in your life, and we'll talk about that as we move through the interview, and then watching as that change expands through your life and things just start to drop away. So you talk about raising energy, and I'm, uh, I'm really enthused about that because there's obviously things that we're going to discuss as to like what you can do in terms of, I guess, stripping back things that... Um, it's in need of a, a, a word, a dense and probably um, clouding your, your, your being. Um, but let's let's start with, you know, obviously the, the energy vortex you referred to. So it, it starts at a certain place. It was obviously um, your journey always, like, you haven't always been a plant. No, I have haven't. You. No, I'm, and that's, that's a really good point because I started off, I'm from a European family. Food is very big. Meat was part of that obviously and you know as i as i grew up you know it, 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 i just didn't never questioned it because that's just what we did that's just what was taught to us that's just what was promoted to us meat's great dairy's good you've got to eat this you've got to get your iron from here you've got to get your protein from here you've got to get your calcium from here i never questioned it never ever questioned it but then as the year started ticking on and going by you know, certain things start to change in your life and, and occasionally you get wake-up calls and you get opportunities to sort of start to reevaluate and reassess what's going on in your life. And you think, hang on, something doesn't fit here. Something's not working here. And I had the great pleasure of doing, I think you've just recently done it, the Anthony Robbins Seminar, the four-day four event. Mm -hmm. And I went to that, um, I, I can't remember, well, it was about 17, 18 years ago in Sydney in Australia. And that was a real light bulb moment for me because the last day, I'm not sure how they format it now, but the last day was totally dedicated to health and well-being. And in that day, the, the head trainer there 
just basically stripped back all the myths and, and everything, the information that was out currently at that time and actually explained what happens to your body down to a cellular level, what alcohol does, what meat does, what dairy. And I was sitting there thinking, what the hell? Are you serious? But this is good for us. And then I'm like, holy shit. And I was just sitting there. I was just, I, I was like, I'm getting goosebumps now thinking back to it, you know. It was just like, oh my God, yeah. this guy, this, yeah. this is starting to make sense. And it was kind of like, I woke up, you know, and the first thing was, it was quite funny, it was, it was an ironic, that paradoxical human being moment, He's, he gave us a challenge, he said, look, I, I challenge you for the next 30 days, stop drinking, and see what happens, just, just 30 days, and I thought, you know what, for once in my life, I'm going to commit, I'm going to commit, not, not next week, <laughs> I'm doing it now, this is it, and so the seminar yeah. ended, and guess what, guess where everyone went to, they went to the pub to celebrate, Everyone's drinking, and I said, you know what, no, this is it, I'm st- and that was it, that's when I stopped drinking, that was 17, 18 years ago, so that one change from that moment sort of just took, took the blinkers off, and that was enough. So, so after, so hang on a sec, so first, you made the decision to not drink for 30 days, but then you carried yeah, that I change carried the change, and it, it was funny, I went back to, you know, I went out with my friends a couple of weeks later. And I thought, you know, I'll do the 30 days. And then the amount of, yep. I guess, negative energy that came towards him. What are you, you're not drinking? Why aren't you drinking? What are you? Like, you're a wussy and you come on. What's one drink? <laughs> and you know what was interesting, Amrit, is at about 11 o'clock, um, you know, that, that's about the time when you're out at a bar or whatever. Everyone starts to get a little bit cross-eyed and, you know, the conversations just start going downhill. But I was clear, you know, I was just drinking water, I was clear and I could actually see what was happening around me and I'm like, I haven't seen this before, you know, so I was just, I didn't realize at the time, but I actually elevated myself, um, not putting people down, but I had just elevated myself to a new level and for, for the first time, I actually looked around me and thought, wow. This is what's happening around me that I haven't been aware of before. And simply by eliminating something, and this is what we'll talk about as well, because elimination is probably the most powerful tool you've got in terms of your health and well-being. But by eliminating one thing, just for 30 days, just giving it a go, my eyes started to open. And from that moment, I just said, I don't want this anymore. This This is not celebration to me. These are not good times to me. This is suppression. It's not joy. It's not celebration. And from there, it was just like a snowball going down the hill. You know, it was just one thing led to another, led to another, led to another. And then a year later, you look back and you think, wow, you know, just from that one decision, just giving it a go and committing to it, I'm in a whole new place. And then what was interesting is then, you know, the, the, the time after that, one of my friends said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to not drink either and I'm not going to drink. And, you know, and all of a sudden, the whole group started to question what they were doing. And then you know what happens when you do... Mm. Yep. I, find the, I find the social dynamics of that quite interesting because usually what um, my experience has been is people will tell you that like, there'll be one person that will... Like, you'll be ridiculed amongst yeah. your friends for a while. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like you said, it's like, what's wrong with you? But then there'll be like one, one, one guy or like one girl will come up to you and be like, that's really interesting. Why are you doing that? 
listen, what's going on? Like, they have a little conversation with you, like, on the side, away from everybody else, and then it's like you can see that even if it was just for that one person that you got to have that chat with, making your choice was already totally valid, and that's where the string that's that you start pulling the thread absolutely. on the carpet, I guess, and then like like you said, apparently yeah, absolutely, can. and that's where the power is. You know, it's like you can have a whole room of people that are drinking and and going crazy, but that one conversation with one person on a conscious level that's inspiring can really ignite that person, and then that person then becomes a beacon. They start to light one person up. They start to light one person up, and you know the power of numbers. Is, is exciting and you know it's just, it's just like mm. you and I sitting here having this conversation and like you know I'm sure we could talk for eight hours and just just be like like little kids going <laughs> off you know but, but that's the whole point is that you know we inspire each other and then we have an effect and it may just be and that's what I've found is is one of the biggest things these days with health and well-being is it's become so complex it's become like you know you go on instagram you go on facebook you're just like this super herb this super tonic this mushroom that mushroom it's just like oh my god people are just like thinking it's a frenzy take this take this take this take this take this take this this will cure you this this will do. and people are just kind yeah. of becoming so overwhelmed by it you know i, I I'm, I'm a plant-based chef and i work in it mm-hmm. you know all day every day and then i go on instagram and i see all the magnificent photos of you know incredible foods that people are creating but then it, it that's an illusion yeah. in itself you know because people looking to come to a plant-based um lifestyle are looking at these photos thinking i can't do that that's crazy that's what you've got to do to live a plant-based life it's not and that's where i want to come back to with this conversation is it's really about getting back to simplicity and in that simplicity is power Mm. and when you can bring it down and i'm going to give people today a a three-sided triangle where if they can start to really implement these action steps and for me, it's really all about building a foundation for your health. It's not about being fragmented and, and grabbing the latest superfood, super herb, um, doing this technique, that technique. But it's really about building a basic foundation on which then, yes, you can add in all the amazing super herbs, super tonics that are out in the market. But, you know, um, unless you have that foundation, um, everything else is just very, very crumbly around you. And um, that, that will probably be, if I can deliver that to the listeners, that will be amazing. Yep, for sure. Totally. We'll go there very shortly. So I just want to, I, I just, a question that came up for me was when you went to Tony Robbins 17 to 18 years ago. Now, I hate to do this to you, but I have to say, when you're saying something like Tony Robbins 17 to 18 years ago, and you also mentioned, um, you know, the biggest thing you can do, but you said this prior was be, just be healthy, happy, and vibrant to inspire other people like it starts with you. These numbers make sense, but when I'm looking at you, they don't make sense. Because <laughs> you look really healthy, really vibrant. You don't look like Tony Robbins yep. even something that you did 20 years ago. If you would have gave me a number like 7 <laughs> or 10, I would have been like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. But yeah, you're looking really, really healthy, and that's and it's a testament to what you're sharing. So, my um my my question is: Were you already a um 
were you already in the food space? I wasn't directly Robin? in the food space in terms of chefing, in terms of speaking and educating. I've always had an interest. My background is in sports, yep. so I came through tennis. I did a lot of tennis coaching, and that was pretty much um, you know up until sort of ten years ago was the predominance in my life. So you know, being in sports, being involved in sports, nutrition is obviously a big part of that. So it was never something that I went out and did, but it was something I was always interested in, always reading up, going and studying and just looking always, you know, sports people always looking for the edge and looking for better ways to tweak for performance. And just over time, it was just that alignment of getting that education with food, but also feeling a deeper sort of, I, I guess, a deeper calling and, and seeing what was happening to animals. You know, I had a beautiful experience not long after the Tony Robbins seminar where I just went for a drive out in the country. And I don't even know to this day how I ended up where I did. It was just one of those random drives. And I stopped the car and I walked over to this fence and this beautiful cow walked up with its baby. And they just stood right in front of me at the fence. And I was like, wow, these animals are friendly, you know? And and then they sort of put their noses over the fence and I was just standing there and just stroking the mother's nose and the baby's nose. And, and if you've never stroked a, a cow's nose, it's amazing. It's so beautiful, you know? And I remember that moment where I looked in their eyes and I thought, I'm eating you. Like, it, it was just, again, it just like a thunderbolt hit me. And... From that moment, I just stopped meat. That was it. I just, I looked at it. I couldn't do it anymore. So it was, for me, the food, the education part of it was one side. But then there was the, I guess, the deeper reverence for animal side as well and the planet and looking at what impact I was starting to have on the planet by living the way I was living. And, you know, it, it, it's not just being a plant-based person and eating plants and and having that lifestyle it's actually a deeper level of how you live your life you 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 become more conscious and all your actions you start to be conscious of all your actions and all the consequences that come with your actions so for me plant-based nutrition plant-based lifestyle is about you cleaning out your body and then also cleaning out your life you know, so that you become, and I, I think we'll probably talk about this later on, but you, you reharmonize your relationship with Mother Earth because I think that's one of the primary relationships that people are very disconnected from these days is, is the mother, mother Earth relationship, you know, which I think is so central to, to us as human beings. You know, we come from the Earth, we go back to the Earth. And so that time that we have here, needs to be this symbiotic relationship where we're taking care of ourselves but we're taking care of mother nature mother nature takes care with t- takes care of us and there's that beautiful harmony and i think that's what's happening on the planet these days is that relationship has been disconnected from so many people and there's just not the harmony that you know back in the ancient times people revered the planet they lived in accordance with the planet the natural laws the natural cycles and a lot of that has been lost but i think it's it's a beautiful time now because as you know as you talk to more and more people more and more people are coming back into that energy of, of being aligned with mother nature and yeah. enjoying being you know or living a life that is aligned with with that 
in that symbiosis. And when you started this conversation, you mentioned something which was uh, something you flagged before, which was um, elimination as being one of the most powerful tools for healthy well-being. Do you Absolutely. Wanna, you elimination, as I've, I've gone through my years in health and well-being, is probably the most overlooked aspect of health and well-being. And what I mean by elimination is it's, it's not enough to just bring in new things and bring in good foods and bring in good herbs and and superfoods and all that. What needs to happen, and I think where people will get the most traction and get the results quickest, is through elimination. And elimination can be eliminating food, but it's also about eliminating what's already in your body. So I'm a big fan of enemas. I don't know whether mm. you do enemas or you know whether the listeners are into enemas, but enemas is a really gentle and easy way for you basically to flush out your insides using water. Now, what, what happens is over time is, yeah. again, it was at the Anthony Robbins seminar where the, the trainer said to me, he said, people have this illusion that they put food in one end and it comes out the other end and nothing really happens in between. But the reality is, you know, it just sort of gets flushed out. But over time, because we eat so much and our bodies most times don't have time to assimilate and process everything we're putting in, especially with the processed foods, the meats and the dairies and everything we're taking in these days, that because we're constantly um, consuming and digesting, the body doesn't have time to eliminate. So through the digestive tract, what happens is little pockets start to open up and unprocessed foods get lodged all the way through our digestive tract. And in Ayurvedic medicine, they call that ama, which is like a toxic material. So um, over time, this starts to create toxicity in the digestive tract. And that is, as with Ayurveda, they say, you know, all, all disease starts in the digestion. So the elimination part is to mm. start to really flush our insides out. And I recently did a cleanse and got onto some, a fantastic naturopath who created some herbs for me. And she told me an interesting story where one of her clients swallowed a plastic, um, like a plastic, little tiny plastic coin as a child. And when she did, her, and when she did, that was like you know twenty five years yeah. ago. And when she did her um, her flush, this plastic coin came out. So it had been lodged. So and she, and the things wow. that come out of you when you start to eliminate, uh, it's actually it's amazing, but it's frightening as well because we don't realize. You know, the average person has somewhere between four to six to seven kilos of waste in them sitting there all the time you know that is not that is becoming more and more yeah. toxic and as we keep ingesting as we keep eating um it, it's, it doesn't go away you know and the the best analogy i can give you is if you have a pipe that's yeah. dirty on the inside it doesn't matter if you pour clean water at the top it's still going to come out dirty at the bottom so the best thing you can do to get clean water through that pipe is to clean the pipe out and that's basically what elimination is. So it's elimination of food, but it's also yep. eliminating the toxic material that's already in us. And as you start doing that, what you'll find is um, you'll start to clear out and it's amazing how clear your mind becomes once you start to el- eliminate some of this toxicity in your body. You actually become clear in your mind. And what happens is the, the more we clear out in our body, 
the more tuned in we are to our intuition that can guide us in our lives. So one of my mentors, Marcus Rothkranz in the States, calls it our GPS, our cosmic GPS. And he says, as you clean your body out, you become more attuned to the cosmic GPS, which can guide your life. Call it intuition, call it GPS. But the more clogged up we are, the dirtier we are in our bodies. It's like a radio that has you know, static going through it because the antenna can't pick up the signal. And that's what happens to us. You know, people think that they can eat whatever they want and they'll be okay. Well, no, it's, it doesn't work that way. You know, we're designed a certain way. We're a complex machine and we need to put in the right nutrients, the right foods into our body. But there's also that higher realm that we want to have access to. And it's almost like we get stuck at a level and we become so suppressed with the food and the digestion that it, it keeps us like as you were talking about the dense energy, you, you become dense, you become heavy in body, you become heavy in mind. And so, you know, people are looking for the inspiration and, and looking for, you know, where do I get the, I don't know what to do next in life. And you know what, clear out, clean out, clean out your environment, clean out your body, and the messages will start flooding into you so quickly that you'll be like, oh my God, and you'll feel lighter. The best, one of the best descriptions I ever heard of someone talking about food was Gabriel Cousins. He's an amazing guy from the States. He said, start to think of food as light. You want to bring in as much light into your body as possible. If you're bringing in the heavy, dead, dense food, it's not light. You're bringing in, call it light darkness. I'm not calling this evil or anything like that. I'm just I'm talking from an energetic point of view. You're bringing in dark, dense energy, but you want light. So as you bring in more light into your body, your body becomes more light. So then we have... And that makes sense with the sun as well, because obviously as the, the, the plant... Yeah, and, and the, you know, guess, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And when you look and, and you have a one. bunch of greens and you have a bunch of vibrant, you know, plants and you put them next to a piece of meat, you just, it, it's not like judging or anything. You just look at it and think, wow, those plants are actually vibrating. You know, they have energy in them. They have light in them. You know, they're going to do something good for me, you know? Mm. So... Um, I think I've sort of forgotten where we were on the question. It's sort of gone. Um, oh, the elimination. elimination. Yeah, so basically, um, you know, some, some simple steps for people is, is to sort of look at the top three foods that they're eating now that, you know, you don't have to be um, super conscious at the moment to know that something's not working for you. you um. Yep. So, I can still hear. Are you still there? Okay, great. Um, yep, I can so, still take hear. the top three foods that you intuitively already know aren't working for you and just eliminate those for 30 days. You know, it, it might be, you might be eating a lot of pasta, you might be eating a lot of rice, you might be eating a lot of bread, you might be eating a lot of meat, you might be eating a lot of yogurt, dairy. Just eliminate them for 30 days. Yeah, just try that. That's your first part of elimination. It's it's interesting because you touch on you touch on it as you've already got the innate understanding that they exactly. probably are already exactly. Exactly. You, you you at some level, I mean, you already know. 
And, and what's happened is, you know, as we talked about lightening up the body, eliminating through the body, over time, it, it's just become suppressed down, you know, and you've just lost connection with, with that intuitive voice that's telling you that's no good and you're just not listening to it. So top three foods and then just start to explore enemas, colonics, ways that you can start to accelerate the elimination by getting rid of toxic material out, out of your body. You know, those two simple things uh, will make a huge difference in, in your health over the next 30 to 60 days. I can guarantee that. And so you, I think this is a perfect segue to move in towards um, what you were saying about reharmonizing um, with, with the earth and the natural way of being and um, she said, which was central to our being, um, the way you were describing it, especially with plants, I sort of saw this, um, the way I under, I'm understanding what you're saying is like a, like less pollution in one system, um, and the planet is invariably um, in its natural state, that's polluted as well. Um, the word that sort of came to mind was sovereignty, but um, yeah, so reharmonizing with the earth in terms of... Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, it, it's really... Again, it becomes that innate knowing inside you that you already know what to do, but it's just we've become disconnected and and lost trust in listening to ourselves and moving forward in life by listening to ourselves. And what a plant-based lifestyle, plant-based diet will do is basically, I, I keep going back to it, but it will start to eliminate the toxicity out of your life. And as you bring in more of the plant food into your body, it's a different vibration. So you will naturally start to vibrate at a different level. You'll start, your energy will start to change. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that your energy, become, you become hyperactive and you run around all day like a, like a crazy cat, you know, high-fiving everyone and thinking everything's good. It's, it's actually <laughs> not like that. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't have to be like that. What actually tends to happen is you start to get this overwhelming feeling of peace coming back into your life. And from that peace, you actually start to open your eyes up and you can start to see a bit clearer, clearer rather than running around and chasing things and you know being socially engaged all the time and, and having to fill your time and space in every moment otherwise you feel like you're lost you actually can come into that space and your body's calm your mind's calmer and you can start to look at your life and say what do I want to do next? Or why aren't I doing this that, I re- that I'm really passionate about? Why does my life look like this? Um, why am I doing this? I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore. You know, you might be in a job that you've been doing for 10 years and you're like, why am I still there? So it's really that clearing out to create space in your life. And then you, be, you naturally will just gravitate into nature. Because that's what we're designed to do. We're, we're, we're part of nature. We're not separate from nature. We don't walk on shoes on top of the earth. We're part of the earth, you know. So you, you will start to feel yourself being drawn to, to deeper levels in nature again, whether it's swimming in the oceans, whether it's walking in the mountains, whether it's, you know, just lying down on the grass. You know, I heard an interesting study that in New York, some people don't touch the earth for up to 12 months actually have their feet on the ground for up to 12 months. 
So it's... Yeah, it's this really interesting thing that I've noticed as well. Like, um, just to, sorry, just to hijack. Um, yeah, so I, I, I build vertical gardens in, um, in the city and I'm studying a PhD on vertical gardens in the urban environment. And the reason I'm doing that is because um, there's this really clear moments, especially I had I remember this, I was standing for the tram and there's like this this concrete just and it's Melbourne, right? So this massive cloud cover. There's no sun coming through, there's no earth that you're connected to and it's just like this really is a concrete jungle, you know, like you really feel disconnected and you just go like there's no nature. Like there's, there's Absolutely that you interact with so readily. Um, and it really is an insulative experience. So I'm not surprised when yeah, you share and that stat about New York, even though it is horrific. Like it's, it's 12 months that you spend completely in a pod, in and around all the... And like when you think about all the fumes and all of the pollution and the particulate count and, yeah, just like little things that people do like discount as being a thing, like um, just the way... Okay, this is going to sound gross, but just, just how much you have to clean your ears. There you go. Is, it, yeah. is a classic symptom of living in a city. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's something you don't actually think about, but it's like, okay, I have to, I actually, I, like, they were invented for people that live in the city. People that live in the country, they, they, they don't, they don't do that. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, so it's really interesting, this, this experience. Of, uh, Absolutely, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to live in a beautiful yeah. place like Byron Bay where we have nature around us, but I, I do remember the times when, you know, we used to live right in, in Melbourne City as well. And similar experiences, and and again, when you're when you're immersed in that, and that's your life, and you've basically just accepted things as they are, time goes very fast. You know, it's a year, two years, three, four, four, five years that goes by, and you and unless you're really taking care of yourself, and again, you know, bringing that light in with plant-based nutrition is one way where you can reconnect that energy, you know, with nature. But again, simple things like we were talking about um, at the start of the show is making that commitment to get out of, if you're in the cities, if if you're somewhere where there's not a lot of nature around you, take the time rather than going out for another catch-up latte with someone or going out for dinner with friends, you know, grab a group of friends and head out to the country, head out of the city, go out, have a picnic somewhere, just get out in nature because it's not just being in nature, that's the energetic part, but there's actually a science behind it and it's about grounding, it's about reharmonizing your body with the frequency of the earth and it's one thing like people with back problems, one of the best things they can do is actually just lie on their backs on the earth because the energy of the earth starts to reharmonize the energy in their bodies. So there's actually science behind why we need to do this. And, you know, um, there's plenty of studies around that talk about depression and anxiety and how that can be healed or managed much, much better when people um, make the commitment to get into nature because it's frequency, it's energy. It's about bringing you out of where you are now and getting into that higher realm where those sort of things just don't exist anymore for you. So, yeah, I'm really grateful that you're sharing that message because that that is um, that's a big part of 
like as you as most people know, the the logo of Inspired Evolution is the brain, which is amazingly beautiful, by the way. I, I, every time, every time I receive an email from you, I just look at it. And I find, you know what's interesting? I find something different in it every time I see it. I'm like, I didn't see that last time. Did he change it, or was it always there? You know, it's like it's amazing. Uh, oh, thank you. I'm looking forward to sending you up a T-shirt as a country. Yeah, so I'm super inspired to send you that. Um, but yeah, it was and it was my journey with depression and exactly what you said, connecting back to nature. And um, for me, it was connecting back to my breath, which was one of the elements, um, yeah, and just coming back to my breath and then therefore connecting with nature. And that sort of was like my thread for the carpet that sort of went, and I'm now spending more time just, if there's sunshine, I'll spend time in the sun. You know, if there's whatever's coming my way in terms of, living more in line with nature, if I can go for a swim at the beach. And, you know, there, there are things well. these days, Amrit, that, you know, it just it's just you have to do it as part of living in a modern world. It's not negotiable anymore, you know. If you want to – this is the big – the big call out I make to people is really take responsibility for your health and well-being. Take responsibility for doing these things that are going to make a difference and take the responsibility that I'm going to do this for me, but as we talked about at the start, as I start to change, I create the change in others. I inspire others. Other people see who I am, who I'm becoming. They see possibility. They see, you know, a lot of people these days are walking around sort of uh, blinkers on and, and there's not a lot of joy and not a lot of inspiration in people. It's there, but it just needs to be ignited. It's almost like they just need permission again to feel good, to feel alive. It's, it's you know, it's like I, I know when I, I go back to the cities for visits and, I, you know, I walk around, I'm sort of buzzing around a bit and, you know, just chat to strangers and things. People look at you like, are you okay? Like, what's wrong with you? You know, you're happy, you're healthy, and you're vibrant. Yeah. What drugs are you doing, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, but, but you know, that's, that's our natural state is, yeah. and, and as I yeah. said before, you yeah. don't have to be hyperactive, but just to have a smile on your face, to be friendly to people, to enjoy what you're doing in the moment, that, that's how we are designed to live. You know, this frantic pace of one eye on the phone, one eye on the steering wheel, you know, going through life like trying to do a hundred things at once, it, it has has fallout and the fallouts are pretty evident when you look around society these days of what's happening, you know. It's people are, um, you know, the two curses as I've, I've studied with um, my mentors is instant gratification and distraction, you know, two big things in society these days that are really pulling people away from who they are. So, again, you know, I think one of the greatest things people can do is just take some time to really get themselves healthy, not only healthy for their bodies, but for their minds so they can walk through life clear, you know, and it doesn't matter. Sometimes it just doesn't matter what you're doing in life. It's, it's what you bring to life that makes life. You know, whether you're in a job that you don't like right now, okay, clear out, clear, clear your body, clear your mind, bring a new energy to that job. And all of a sudden that job will transform and give you opportunities that you never saw before or just through your energy, you'll get a promotion, someone else will, will come by and you'll be tuned in and you'll pick up on something and they'll offer you something. So really it's, it's about taking responsibility now for your health and your well-being because that's really 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Really what the world is requiring everyone to do now. You, you can't just run on autopilot anymore because otherwise the planet's doomed, you know? Um, because if we're, if we're just on autopilot constantly, then we're always bombarded and we're always distracted from what we're supposed to be doing and we're always told what to do and we don't think consciously for ourselves. So what do you think are the, the biggest inhibitors of self-care? Because I think that's what I'm, what I'm feeling into here is what you're saying is it's a, like, to prioritise caring for yourself and spending your time in, like, so when I, it's like, okay, I've got to go spend some time at the so I can connect with the, with the ocean a little bit. Yes. Um, because, you know, it's healthier for my sanity, but also because it has a, all its grounding and detoxification, salt in the water. But a lot of us have those, um, those barriers to, um, to self-care. And I think you touched on it just, just, uh, just lightly, but I, I think that's really key is um, instant gratification and distraction. Yeah, is that, is that the key? Um, I, I definitely key? think distraction, you know, when, when you can get to a place and you can see why you're distracting yourself, it, it really is really surprising. And I think it all comes back to self-love. You know, taking care of yourself, taking care of your body, choosing good foods, you know, choosing organic over conventional is really about self-love. And, you know, in society these days, self-love is a big issue for a lot of people, you know, and obviously we don't have a lot of time to go deep into this. But start to look at taking care of yourself through your nutrition and your lifestyle as self-love, giving back to yourself. You know, you deserve it. You deserve to eat well. You deserve to be healthy. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be living an inspired life. So on a practical level, I think the biggest thing or the greatest thing people can do is just stop and rather than saying, oh, I, can't, I haven't got this, I haven't got this, I can't do this, I did this, stop to see what is around you, start to see what is available. And again, if you get off your phone, if you stop running around in social engagements and stop filling your life up, you'll start to see that there are things around you right now that perhaps you're not seeing or perhaps you're not even considering can actually help you. You know, there's trees pretty much everywhere. Go and, and sit next to a tree. Go. My, my son loves climbing trees. You know, go and climb a tree and just sit in a tree for half an hour. You know, that's a simple thing anyone can do. And, and trees are everywhere. 
you know, find if you can't get out into the country, find a little garden, find something that you can just take your shoes off and just stand on it or just sit on it, you know. Like you were saying, you live, you know, um, in this city, but you can still soak in the sun. You know, there's simple things. You can go and most people now can make choices whether to buy conventional food or organic, even if it's just key foods, you know, broccolis, sweet potatoes, carrots, apples, just some things. Start to make little changes like that, you know. Get the best quality water you can get. That, that's like primary, you know. Like you were saying before, you know, when you were going through your transformation, you know, breath, that is key. You know, we can live without food for two weeks. We can live without water for three, four days. But we can't live more than two, three minutes without breathing. It's central to life, you know. Start to explore getting in touch with your breath, doing some pranayam, doing some breathing techniques. That is central to your health. So there's what, what I'm saying here is really have a look around where you are now at what is available to you now. I'm a big one of not waiting for some day when things are going to change and you can go off to the country every weekend. I'm, I'm about now. What can you do now? The smallest step now will start to expand, you know. And as, like I keep saying, as you start to feel better, it doesn't take much, Amrit. It takes a little bit. You just need to feel better a little bit for a short time for you to have that reference. Once you have that reference, you now have a different level at which you can refer to. So you're no longer thinking, I can't do it. You're like, I did it. Wow, that was great. It was just 10 minutes sitting on the grass. You know, no phone, no interruptions, just me and the grass and the sun. Yeah. That's it. And I think it's really, um, really inspirational, the congruence that you're sharing in that space, like the conversation in terms of just, it's so simple um, and it's so now, um, what you were referring to at the beginning as well, which is just, you know, it starts with your plate. You can just get more plants on your plate and just that there is nothing more now. You're eating two to three times a day. Absolutely. And what, if I can just um, can make one more point, one of the, the best ways too is probably the simplest of all is to really explore fasting. You know, actually not eating for a day. You know, like do that once a week for a month and see how you feel, you know. What, what's interesting is um, with food and, and, you know, even with plant-based food, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money goes into food, preparation of food, shopping, cooking at home, you know. It's amazing when you pull that away from you for a day. All of a sudden you think, holy kajibis. <laughs> like seriously, how much time do I have? I've got so, I don't know what to do with my time. <laughs> People are saying, I've got no time, I've got no time. One day a week, just try it. Don't eat. It, it, the, the, the benefits to your body, are, like we could talk about it for three hours, the benefits to your body. But just to give your body a rest, give your mind a rest, give your bank balance a rest, give the planet a rest, and just enjoy yourself. Just drink some water and nothing's going to, you know, the funny thing is nothing's going to happen to you. You're not going to pass out. You're not going to faint unless you have some pre-existing medical conditions where fasting is not, um, not good for you or there's something else going on in the background. But for the vast majority of people, fasting is one of the best health tools that is so, again, underutilized. So, again, getting some sunshine, getting on the grass, climbing a tree, fasting one day 
there, there's already enough to fill a week to make changes. Awesome. So these, um, these, these, you've given us a lot of, um, a lot of actual steps, which are all very simple, and very implementable, and very integratable. Um, my, my question is: you mentioned a three-sided triangle. Um, Absolutely. So what I've come to realize over my time being in the health space is I've brought it down to a simple um, triangle, which I've been working on. And, and, you know, sometimes the simplest things take the longest time to sort of work out. But um, this is something I'll be launching next year, some some exciting programs. For now, if if you can imagine a three-sided triangle and on one of the sides – if, if people want to just draw this, so just draw a triangle um, and basically all you've got to do is on one side of the triangle, write elimination. On the other side of the triangle, write nutrition. And on the bottom side or the third side of the triangle, write movement. And what, I, what I've called that is that that's my trinity of well-being. Uh, and whilst... As you can see, the simplicity is like most people look at it and go, uh, "Yeah, yeah, we know that." But how, how many how many people are doing this on a daily basis? And as we <laughs> mentioned, or we spoke about at the start of the interview, this is what I talk about when I talk about foundation. This is the foundation that I've come to realize is the foundation of health. It's not super sexy, and it's not like tonic herbalism, and it's that's all. Once you get the foundation set. Now, as you know, like it doesn't matter what you build, it has to be built on a solid foundation. And why you need the solid foundation is, you know, if you've got a wobbly foundation, little things happen. Yeah, you know, your, your building or your dwelling will stay upright. But if something hits significant, if you don't have the right foundation, it's going to knock you over. So what the foundation will do is it sets your body and your mind in such a space that even if you do have health challenges along the way, you'll know what to do and your body will be in a place where it can invoke the healing and you can move through things a lot quicker and a lot smoother than if you didn't have a solid foundation. So we touched upon the elimination already. That was eliminating foods out of your diet, but also eliminating the toxicity out of your body, You know, getting rid of those unwanted um, accumulations of food and, and stuff within your digestive tract to help really clean out your body and clean out your mind. Now, on the other side, the nutrition, we, we've touched a lot on that, but you know, with nutrition, again, keeping it simple, you know, if you're transitioning from a meat, dairy, um, gra- heavy grain type diet into, you know, uh, um, a plant-based diet, then you, you're going to need certain things to help you bridge over. One of the biggest things that happens that I've come to and spoken to people and in seminars is they put on a lot of weight often when they change to a plant-based um, lifestyle. And that's because they become very heavy in pulses and grains and they eat a lot of carbs. They eat a lot of sugar. So, you know, there's certain things that you need to, to bridge that space. But these days, you know, even, I mean, if people haven't experienced a good chia, a good chia pudding, man, that, <laughs> that's like one of the best things you can eat. 
you know, ever. You know, get a good chia pudding and that, that's going to give you better omegas than salmon. You know, I was just reading <laughs> or, or listening to someone talk about salmon, uh, the fish, and, you know, how people are always saying it, it's amazing on omegas and stuff. Uh, he was actually saying that the actual fats in salmon, there's only about 20 to 30% of the fats in salmon are actually the good fats. The rest of it is not good fats. So, you know, again, I was like, wow, I just thought salmon was just good, man, <laughs> you know. Oh. So, but then you take in a good chia pudding, which has got protein, a slow-release yeah, protein, yeah. so as you digest it, it keeps releasing. You can go a whole day on a good chia pudding, you know. So, again, plant-based nutrition, getting into your greens, yeah. getting into some good fruits, getting into like chias, getting in, you know, some basic powder like spirulina, you know, the algae. Algae is amazing. You know, seaweeds and algae will give you so much mineralization, so much nutrition, you know. So, and, and then what, what becomes interesting, I'm ready, is you become more interested in the food, you know, not food as purely like a sensory pleasure, but you become, you know, that, that classic line, let food be thy medicine, you know, is not just a catchphrase, but you then start to view food as your medicine, you know, as, but, and, and then you look, you start looking at the rest of what's going on and you, you know, the cafes, the restaurants, the glamour sort of food industry, it's not there for medicine. It's not there for healing. It's there for sensory pleasure. And so, you know, taking in your greens, your fruits, your vegetables, your seaweeds, um, getting some spirulinas in, you know, and if you do need some uh, protein powders, there's so many available. I just, I love hemp. Hemp's now legal. <laughs> and um, hemp powder is amazing, uh, hemp seeds, hemp powders. So the variety yeah. and your options are, are just growing every single day, you know. And. So I have to share something in the space, which is um, why you're talking about this, is just really you don't realize how much on offer there is to you when you move into a plant-based diet. Um, so this has been something I've, I've worked with for the last two years and um, just working out on a plant-based yeah. diet. But I remember when I first transitioned in, it was this fear of what am I going to eat? And you mentioned let medicine once you start tuning into all these different foods that are available to you, but... Exactly that. Like when you first tune into it, I was like, look, I only knew how to cook uh, lamb, beef, fish, and veggies was just something I steamed on the side to accompany my, my meals, right? Um, and then I was like, what am I just going to eat steamed vegetables all the time? Um, and then <clears throat> I went on the process, and it wasn't easy for the first month or two. Um, definitely had its challenges. But then after that, it opened up this whole, like I cannot tell you, how much yes. more food I'm open to now as a plant-based eater than I was when I was eating meat. And, you, and it's, it's counterintuitive. It's completely counterintuitive. Because when you think you eat meat, it's like there's more options available to me. It's bizarre. But now that I'm a vegetarian, it's like, okay, eggplants, you can cook them three different ways. There's a complete different thing going on there. What am I seasoning it with? You know, and it's like you're really darling. And then there's pumpkins and you can... Dude, like you can make a soup out of it, you can grill it, and there's all these like there's just so much going on. Once you start tuning into okay, plants are how I'm going to eat, then it becomes this whole. There are so many different plants, and then what am I going to? And the actual idea that there's going to be less for you to consume is something that I just really had to just dive in and debunk because it's been like you said, chia, seaweed, algae, like you know, hemp powders. No, these, these are all things that meat. Like when you eat meat, you don't even. It's consider. not. Yeah. 
you know, because you think meat is giving you everything, which it really is not. Exactly. Uh, you and, you know, when, when you get space, back and you have a look at the scenario that, you know, I always say this to people in my seminars, it's like, okay, so meat has all these amazing properties and dairy has these amazing properties. One assumption that people make is that everything they're eating is being absorbed by the body. Now, I say to them, okay, if your body is toxic and clogged up inside, how much of that nutrition is actually being absorbed by the body? What's happening is you're actually taxing your body more by putting those those foods into you that cause inflammation, that cause you know a longer digestive process. So what you think you're getting out of that food, you're actually not. And if you're getting half or a quarter of what you think you're getting, you're doing well because most people are so clogged up. So most people are toxic that the body, you know, the, the body's amazing, but the body, um, as you study it, what it does is it works on a priority system, you know. So if your body is has some sort of illness, it will do what it has to do on a priority basis. If your body is constantly digesting, constantly in this pressure of digesting these heavy foods, it doesn't have the time and space to do the healing work. It, it, the body can't do everything all at once, you know? And that's why, again, bringing in the light with plant-based foods, eliminating, gives your body space to do all the things that it needs to do, you know? And... I mean, just while you're touching on that, Absolutely. I think that's where fasting is just... Absolutely. Far, fasting is by far, it's, again, it's, it's like you were saying when you move to a plant-based diet, you know, you go from this fear and then you, you cross this boundary and you get into the excitement. It's like, oh my God, I can eat that, I can eat that, I can eat that, I can put that with that. There's no rules. Oh my God, it's not a souffle. I don't have to cook it this way, you know, and I'm, I'm big on raw, raw foods and it's just like... You know, 10 years ago, I'd never imagine, you know, spiralizing a zucchini and calling it pasta, you know. <laughs> it's just like, what? This is cool. And, you know, my latest thing is I like spiralizing sweet potato <laughs> and then lightly steaming it and then putting it on some coconut oil and making my own little sweet potato oh. curly fries, you know. So, <laughs> you know, and, and so, but, you know, oh, awesome. and then you, you start to become your own alchemist and you start to get creative and your food becomes inspiring to you again, which I think is really one of the, the benefits that no one considers. It's not just about eating. It's not just about getting the nutrients. It's actually about, you know, having that beautiful relationship with food again, you know, having, you know, walking and picking up an apple and, you know, because you've cleansed, because you're fasting, because you've eliminated, you eat an apple, you actually, your taste buds, your whole palate's changed, it's clean, and you bite into an apple and you're like, holy shit, I didn't know apples tasted this good, you know, because you've cleaned out, whereas before, your tongue's always coated, you've got toxicity in your mouth, and you're eating foods, but you're not really tasting the food for what it is, you know, and that's, again, one of the side benefits of plant-based nutrition is as you clean out and as you bring more light in, as you bring in more of the plants, you actually start to really taste and really feel how good these these plants are for you and how good they can taste, you know, and your inspiration goes up, your creativity goes up, but also what I've found is you can save a lot of time because you get back to simplicity, you know, because, you know, the paradigm of food has changed. Um, I learned this from David Wolf. Um, 
an amazing guy, you know, in the raw food movement. And he he talks about it's kind of hard to describe, but I'll see if I can do it. What what the previous paradigm of food was is you had to eat a lot of food to get a small amount of nutrition from it. He said that paradigm is an old paradigm and we need to move on from it. He said now, with the way foods are and, and all the, the superfoods and everything, is a small amount of food will give you a huge amount of nutrition. So it's been a whole flip around of what's actually happening. So we can actually eat less but get more nutrition. We can eat less and get more healing properties. Whereas before, we were consuming so much food but not getting the nutritional value, not getting the healing value that we needed. So, you know, it, it's like a lot of times, you know, you hear it spoken about. It's like a computer. You know, you, you have to constantly upgrade your software to keep up with what's happening. As human beings, we actually need to upgrade who we are constantly to keep up with the vibration, to keep up with what's happening in the world. Otherwise, you just feel like you're you're left behind, you know, and upgrading is, is really raising your energy and becoming clearer, becoming lighter, and then the amazing opportunities of these times are available to you. Yeah, and I think that movement within is kind of like a perfect segue to touch on the community of the world, movement. which is yep. obviously the, the base which you chosen to be movement. Um, because obviously we're continually moving our, our systems and upwards and onwards. Um, but then also movement. So movement is anything you want it to be. You know, it's, uh, I, I'm a big believer in variety, in movement, you know, whether that's going to the gym, yeah, whether it's yoga, whether it's tai chi. Yeah. But, you know, one thing that is, is fundamental is the body needs to move. We're designed to move and the body needs to sweat. You know, we need to get the lymphatic system moving. The, the systems in the body require movement. You know, stagnation is not a great thing for the body. And, and you know, people that have stagnated for some time, you know, um, in their bodies, you can see what happens, that the body degrades over time with stagnation. So movement is key. And, you know, whether, again, with movement, do whatever you can do now. You know, um, whether you can do some yoga, I mean, that, that covers a lot of bases for people. Whether you're a cardio person, that's fine. Whether you like lifting weights, you know, get a combination, but just get movement. Again, it's a very simple part of, of the triangle, but it's fundamental. Not only does it make your body or the systems of the body move, you start to sweat, you start to feel better, but also we, we all know about the endorphins and we all know about feeling much better when we exercise, when we move, when we sweat. It's just part of being hum, human, you know. That, that's how we're set up. That's how we are designed. So, again, do what you can where you are now. It, it's that simple, you know. I like mountain biking. My son and I go mountain biking. We, we go walking. We go for a swim in the ocean. We do some yoga. You know, I, I like to do a variety of things. That works for me. Some people find their discipline and stick with that. The main thing is that you're doing something, movement. Movement creates motion and motion in your life, you know, creates change and creates your life moving in the way you want it to move. So again, it's, it's not just from a health point of view, it's from a spiritual point of view. It's, it's, a, it's about you living as a human being and living in your nature, you know. It's, that's who we are. We need to move. It's that simple.
Absolutely. Yeah, and I really resonate with what you said about um, doing something where you are. But I think the variety thing is something that has really touched me today. Um, because I, I do a lot of calisthenics um, workouts just because I love to travel and, you know, there's no excuse with calisthenics, you know. All you need is your body and you can just do some push-ups and squats and sit-ups and all that sort of stuff. Burpees are all available to you in a 2 by 2 meter radius. There's all the excuses get debunked. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, again, it can be very simple as well. Like you were saying, you travel, you know, you don't always have space, you don't always have time. But, you know, these days, you know, a little like uh, sometimes when I'm pressed for time, I do a 15-minute small yoga routine, which really sets me up for the day. And that, that's, that's, that's all i got time for. That's all I do. But, it, again, it's just setting that foundation for the day. You know, and there's there's little things that you can do to just help that along the way. If you've got more time, fantastic. You know, utilize the time how you want. But you know, even ten minutes, fifteen minutes will make a huge impact. But the the, the key is consistency. You know, the key with nutrition is consistency. The key with anything is doing it on a consistent daily basis, and that's what really creates the change and creates the results that you want in your life. Sweet. So as we're talking about consistency, is there like a, like a morning routine that you implement? Yeah, sure. Um, what's your ideal morning routine? Uh, for me, uh, my routine, I, I used to be big in Ayurveda um, a while back and I actually studied Ayurvedic massage and, you know, I was heavily involved in that. And the biggest thing I got from Ayurveda, which sounds so simple, but was tongue scraping. And I think I got onto tongue scraping probably about 20 years ago. And I've done it every day since. So basically, a tongue scraper is just a small metal instrument. Uh, I keep it in the bathroom. And all you do, first thing in the morning, I get up, I go to the bathroom, and I just scrape my tongue. And... I, I love it because it just gives, shows me what's going on in my body. You know, if I've eaten clean the day before and I haven't eaten too much before I go to bed, and my tongue's just got not much on it. But you know, if I've if I've pushed it the day before and you know gone a bit crazy, it just scrapes the the toxicity off your tongue because you know our bodies our bodies burn and you know there's debris from. You know, just like a fire, there's debris that comes from the burning process. And our bodies are the same. You know, there's debris that comes from the digestive process. So, and it comes out, uh, often sits on the tongue, you know. you And so, tongue scraping is one thing that I do every day. I just rinse my face with water. And then what I do is I, I like to drink water first thing in the morning. And depending on how I feel, I'll, I'll take in anywhere from one to two liters of water sort of first thing in the morning. And I just find that that really helps to rehydrate, but also just starts to create flow in the body again, you know. And then, as I mentioned before, I I do my little yoga routine um, because things are crazy at work at the moment. So I'm busy, you know, I've got a a son, so there's always stuff going on. So, you know, that 15 minutes is is non-negotiable. I just get up and I do it. It's just, uh, it helps move my spine, uh, do um, some pranayama, some breath work, um, a few movements to open the spine, open the body, and that's it. I'm done. Then I go to work. I generally have a green juice, um, just a nice alkalizing juice. And that, that little routine 
Um, you know, I don't hit the mark every time and I'm not one of those people that say I do it every time, but, you know, five, six days a week, that, that's my routine and that sets the foundation for my day. You know, I can go then till 12, 1, 2 o'clock without eating if I, if I don't have time to eat. Um, so I've got the hydration, I've got the alkalizing green juice, which is amazing nutrition. And, you know, I'm on my way. So, again, morning routines, I, I suggest people create their own little routines and, and doing what they feel they need. You know, for me, it's tongue scraping. I, I like doing oil pulling as well or swirling oil in the mouth, you know, just to create a nice, clean, clean mouth. Um, but, yeah, do something in the morning that's sacred to you. You know, give yourself, even if it's 15 minutes, give yourself that sacred time. If it's, you know, take in some water, sit down, meditate, move your body a little bit, go for a little run around the block, uh, you know, do your 10, 15 minutes of exercise. It just, again, it's part of what we are talking about before, self-care. And self-care is really self-love. So, you know, love yourself first thing in the morning. Look at yourself in the mirror. I often do it and just, I just have a good time with myself, you know. I just say, hey, beautiful man, how are you? You know, like, you know, life doesn't have to be always serious, you know. Uh, and you just sometimes you just got to look at yourself and just think, you know what, you're doing a great job. Good on you. You're amazing. You know, let's have a great day today, you know. And that, that's my morning routine, you know. Absolutely love it, love it, and uh, I think it's really important as well what you touch. Which is, you know, when, sometimes you only hit it five out of seven times the week, you know, but it's, it's also staying fluid in that as well and allowing just that section. Um, we've, we've touched a lot on inspiration, which I'm all these fight evolution, so I'm just loving this conversation with you. Um, but uh, who to you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the people closest to me are the most inspiring to me um, on, on different levels. And for me, inspiration is, is not just being inspired and, and feeling expansive. For, for me, inspiration is also being challenged. And I think the people closest to you are the best ones to provide the, like the jubilation, the exaltation, but also to create the challenge that helps me to grow as a person. So my beautiful partner is inspiring to me. She's an amazing yogi. She's a kundalini yoga teacher and probably the most disciplined person I know. You know, yeah. she and that alone challenges me because she's so disciplined and I can be so undisciplined. So it's really um she's helped really helped me, you know, put the mirror right in front of my face and just, uh, you know, without saying anything, just by who she is and what she does, she helps me to create that deeper level of um, commitment within myself to rise to higher levels, to be more of who I am. Um, so she's very inspiring and the work she does is inspiring and, you know, a, an amazing woman. And also my son is incredibly inspiring to me. Uh, just, just his zest for life. You know, and he's just incredible. You know, he's um, an amazing boy. Yeah, he's into nature. Yes. You know, currently he's into ants. 
you know, and he's just his depth of knowledge, you know, mm. he, he's 11 years old, but he's, he's like this scientist mm. that's been studying it for his whole life, you know, or biologist. Um, and so, you know, he just constantly bring him in this new information. Uh. And it's kind of humbling in a way because it shows you how much you don't know and how much, you know, your, your eyes can still be opened if, if you're there and you're present. And, you know, you, he... he Daily, he uh, he comes to me with things. And I'm like, are you kidding? Are you serious? Like, you know. And so he's constantly inspiring me. His level of energy, his vitality, you know. So those <laughs> those two um, are definitely the the most inspiring people in my life. And also, uh, you know, from a, a foundational point of view, my parents have always inspired me because they're you know, like we talked about the triangle for health, they're probably the triangle for my life. They're they're just this foundation that's always there, you know, and um they're the sort of people that no matter what happens, they're always there for you. And to to have that foundation you know, when you do sink, because, you know, everyone goes through their ups and downs and everyone, you know, has good times and, and bad times. And that's what being a human being is all about. But, you know, sometimes when you hit that bottom, you know, it's just so nice to have that foundation that you can just rest on and then bounce off to higher levels. So for me, the the most inspiring people are the ones sort of closest in my life because they're always a part of my life interacting. You know, I've had some amazing mentors as well who were inspiring. You know, John D. Martini is one who um, is constantly inspiring me, you know, just with his knowledge of the mind and human performance. Um, and, yeah, so, but, but really, uh, I love having the people around me that I have, you know, my family. They're, they're a constant daily inspiration. Yeah. Absolutely love that man. That is yeah, I find that inspirational. <laughs> Just that um you know, it is uh, you know, uh, part of my practice is gratitude and I and I actively go out of my way not to say that your family is small, but like really to find the gratitude in the smaller things, you know, is like really helps you dial in and you know, looking at your most immediate environment and finding inspiration in that really helps you dial in all the way and I think um, I, as, I'm, as you're sharing, I can really feel the, uh, the people that you're so immediately close to. If you can find inspiration there, then obviously those people are really embodying their message as well. That you can see them all through their congruence, you know, um, in their authenticity. And uh, I find that really, really awesome. Really, really awesome. Encouraging myself even to just look closer Absolutely. to home for inspiration and not always just reaching That's out. That's a pleasure. And, you know, just talking now, it, it's sort of, Apple. you know, Thank you for sharing as that, you were yeah. saying that, it sort of bounced back at me and I thought, wow, you know, it is, it is, it's beautiful, you know, it's it, that inspiration, like you were saying, you don't always have to look for the stars or look for the celebrity or look for, for something that's out there, is that, you know, there's inspiration and all around us and if you have that everyday inspiration no matter where you are, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it, you know, it, it's there all the time. It's just, again, you know, like we've been talking about over the, the length of the show is that, you know, once we can become tuned into that and once we, we sort of lightened up ourselves, lightened up our bodies, lightened up our mind, we start to see our surrounds in a whole new way. Our perspective changes on life, you know, and the inspiration 
that has always been there, but we haven't seen it because we've just been a little bit distracted. We've been clogged up, you know, we've been suppressing and, and, and yet it's always been there. And that's one of the biggest things I've learned in life. Everything is right under your nose. It's just whether you can see it, you know, and, um, that is, so many times I've just been slapped in the face and it's like, oh my God, it's been there all along. I just didn't see it, you know? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, my next question for you is uh, one that you're going to enjoy. So you're standing <laughs> on an abundant island. So you've got all yes. the food you need <laughs> and all the shelter you need. But it's just you. Um you're stranded here. You get to pick the book. The book that I'm stranded that with. What's your book? <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, the book that I'm stranded with. The one that comes to mind is The Alchemist. Nah. I, I don't know how many times I've read <laughs> it, but every time I read it, it just gives me something. You know, it's... Um, yeah, be the alchemist. Yeah, I absolutely love that book, and uh, especially being a traveler at heart myself, it's it's incredible how yeah. many people are traveling while they're traveling, and they're like, it's yeah, my last story. <laughs> it's absolutely. like, that's so great. Hello, Coelho, what a man, huh? Um, so I guess my... Um, my last question is, uh, and I, I really am really excited to, to dive into this with you just because you mentioned the word sacred a couple of times, um, and I can't tell you how much that word means to me. But um, so the question is, who are you beyond your who identity? Who am I beyond my identity? Um, it's a great question. Just sort of dialing into what's sort of coming up for me for that question. It's interesting because what comes up is inspiration, is energy and inspiration. And beyond who I am, you know, in my, you know, Peter Barak, beyond that, I think for me it's energy and inspiration that's that's beyond it all is i've you know i close my eyes i see a ball of energy and a ball of uh, within that ball is inspiration and it just moves through people you know um lighting people up as it comes through and um yeah wow i got goosebumps <laughs> but, but yeah that that's that's for me is yeah it's a great question, though. It's a great question. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. I love closing with that. Thank you so much for sharing. That was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It really resonates. Energy and inspiration sounds, yeah. As you said it, and, and I think you transferred the response over here as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so just um, <clears throat> like like I said to you in the um, in at the beginning of the conversation, um, you know, the inspired evolution is um, all about um, living life on your own terms and really coming into congruence with, um, with what it is that is you know really bursting inside of you to share. And everything you shared today, um, you know, was, was so deep and so potent in that, especially like the the elimination component to it, the 
way you articulated that for me personally was just, yeah, I got a lot out of that um, in terms of just clearing and detoxifying so that, you know, you can just be clear, not just in your inner system, but also to live the life that you really want to live. Um, and, you know, just to, just to feel into, like, you know, the, the radiance and the vibrancy and the inspiration that you want to share with or share from, you know, just for the listeners, um, you know, I've only ever tuned into Peter uh, once we met in Byron, but since then we've been connected through social media and it's just this, this great, great, great vibe that you just continue to exude and it's, it's just so super authentic and there's a lot of light in the, in the, in the communication that you have just naturally and it's an absolute blessing to have you here today just because of all the work that you're doing um, in nutrition and in movement and in elimination, but fundamentally in health and wellness. And um, I think we're really, really lucky to have people like you doing the work that you're doing. So I used to say, you know, here at Inspired Evolution, uh, we love the human journey and we wish you well, but uh, that's started to morph because maybe the human journey isn't really a journey and we're just being, and it's just about being present here and now and it's just expanded now. Um, but whatever the case may be, the mystery of life, um, you always always the best on your thank you and it was absolute joy being yeah. here and i i want to say thank you to you and and also to your listeners and wish them well and just as a i guess a parting few words is to just really take care of yourself you know um self-love is self-care self-care is self-love you know treat yourself well treat the planet well and live an inspired life, live an exciting life and, and be the beacon uh, for the people around you and really light them up as well. Oh, epic. So just, sure. uh, uh, just they one can last thing. If someone join me on Facebook, I've just got Peter Barock um, on Facebook or on Instagram, they can join me at Pete Barock. It's P E T. B-A-R-O-C-H. Um, I'm launching a website and launching some exciting products next year to help people transition into plant-based nutrition, setting up a, a really fun seven-day challenge for people to take on. And that's one of my missions is to take a million people through that challenge across the globe to really <laughs> help create the change. So um, perhaps once that's ready to go, um, I can let you know the details and then you can pass it on to your your listeners but otherwise yeah if they want to join me on instagram i'd love to have them there or facebook yep i'd love to do that awesome 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 so for those listening obviously you've come across the podcast some which way shape form or manner um it is available on itunes um and a whole bunch of other podcasting hosting web uh, platforms such as stitcher um, etc. But fundamentally, the place where it's hosted is www.sandu.com. And a big reason why I'm doing this is for connection and my value of connection, which I absolutely love and adore. So please do get in touch. Your feedback, your comments, um, they really light me up. So thank you Take again care. for listening, and we will see you super soon. Thanks, Peter. 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.